traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. for the wicked oh the wicked they always seem to have boundless amounts of energy right there's always crime there's always the wackadoodles as senator damato would say roaming the streets i'm in for greg kelly who's feeling a little under the weather this is lydia serrana we've got so much to talk about and you know i had to get my favorite congressman one of the smartest guys i've ever met he's also a very brave man because he always tells it like it is. He doesn't care to be politically correct. Yet somehow he's friends and every he's beloved by the left, by the right, you name it. Congressman King, how are you? Really, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. And you're certainly doing a great job filling in for Greg. And uh, you do more than fill in. You provide the whole story. Oh, thank you so much, Congressman. So I wanted to hear your take on this leak. Because I know we everybody has their feelings about abortion, but... At the end of the day, this was so egregious. Whomever this clerk or whoever did this, what, what do you, how do you feel? Yeah, I, first of all, it's absolutely disgraceful. And it's really, I guess, hard to fully appreciate it unless you've been in Washington. There's always been leaks coming out of the White House. There's always been leaks coming out of Congress, even out of the, the important committees that are supposed to be top, top secret. I've never heard of a leak coming out of the Supreme Court. I remember there was a book written about 20 years ago. Uh, was just quoted from staff people giving some like gossip about the you know uh, uh, judges, what kind of cigars they'd smoke, or uh, you know, some jokes they would tell. I mean, that's how that is the as far as I know the uh, most secret thing that's ever come out of the Supreme Court. That is hollowed ground. Uh, you wouldn't even think of like I uh, I've been at social events and you see a, a Supreme Court judge, you say hello to him, you talk about uh, you know what school he went to or something. You would never think of talking about. A, a pending case. That's the one area of government that's been sacred up till now. And for this to be leaked out and the ramifications of that, I mean, first of all, it's going to put the, you know, the judges' lives at risk. Secondly, it's an attempt to have demonstrations around the country and everything to somehow influence the court, which goes against everything we stand for. Listen, everyone knows they're appointed by presidents and presidents are political, but the whole idea is once you're in, once you're on that court, it's again, unheard of. I think once Lyndon Johnson called the Supreme Court Judge Abe Fortas 
just to talk about, get advice on something. And that almost became impeachable. I mean, you're not supposed to talk about a Supreme, with a Supreme Court judge about anything, never mind leaking out a draft of an opinion. And that's like, again, I've never heard of that, no matter how many, how controversial cases have gotten, whether from the left or the right, or whether it involves criminal defendants or the police, whatever. I've never, ever, you know, going back to uh, Bush versus Gore, I mean, that was as hot and hotly contested as it could be. And yet it wasn't until that decision came out and the reporters had to read it to the last sentence before they knew what it was. It wasn't a hint of it being leaked out. So this is a, really a disgrace. And whoever did it, they should really they should be fully investigated and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And that's going to also put a, a, create a real cloud when the Supreme Court judges sit down to uh, in, in the future. Because now, they, again, what had been sacred is now going to be open and can end up uh, on page six somewhere or in some scandal magazine or in the uh, – your mainstream media news. Congressman King, it really does open up a, a Pandora's box and nothing good is come is going to come out of this. And you, you, you're you right. Justice uh, Alito, they're already calling for him to be impeached, for him to. I mean, this is really scary stuff. I, I was Googling. I said, let me see if is any has there any been any kind of leak before from the Supreme Court. And in the history of the Supreme Court, kind of this like sacred institution, that branch yeah. of government. I just can't believe this happened. But obviously, this must be some sort of social justice warrior that felt compelled and to do the right thing and to leak it to Politico. I mean, have you you've never heard of anything like this? What do you think never will happen like to it. the leak? And what's even, yeah, I've never heard of anything like this. And what's even worse, if, if it's possible, is not just the he or she who leaked it, but it's Democrats. Not one Democrat that I know of has been criticizing this. In fact, they're. In the forefront, attacking the you know this this uh, potential decision, how they're going to mobilize and calling for demonstrations and calling you know calling for legislation. Instead of saying this is a disgrace, we're not going to comment until the decision comes out. And because again, it is. Listen, I hope the decision remains the way it was in this February tenth uh, draft of an opinion. But my knowledge of the Supreme Court and it's all second and third hand without ever getting details, is that these opinions are always circulated around. They, they circulate them around uh, to get five judges on it. In other words, the chief judge will appoint someone who he thinks is going to vote a certain way, made it clear he's going to vote a certain way. And he or she is then asked to draft an opinion and see if, if they can get a majority. If they can't get a majority, either they change it or they give it to somebody else. So this is a really it's a very convoluted, detailed process that goes back and forth. And for that to be leaked out, I mean, it's uh, and now it's going to put if there's any changes made and there could well be changes made in that opinion. They may have been made already. It could have been another draft. We don't know about in March or even April. Uh, then people are going to say, how come that was done? When, when was it changed? Who did it? Why was it changed? So it's really just so uh, shameful. It really is. And what people don't realize is that their reproductive rights are not being or whatever you, their rights to an abortion is not being stripped of them. What the what the ruling was saying is that it's going to go back to the states. You know, and they're not saying they're not throwing it out altogether. And, um, you know, this was already happening last night. Take a listen to this clip 16. People already chanting outside the Supreme Court after this uh, leak became apparent.
So you already hear it. They're calling out Justice Alito. You're already hearing no justice, no peace. It's kind of it's like now becoming the left's battle cry that once again, you know, they're doing that same narrative that Republicans hate women. Women are second class citizens. And I already saw some leftists tweeting this out. They said, what's now? What's next? It Brown versus the Board of Ed. I'm not kidding. That's what I have been seeing already. Now yeah, they're trying to so yeah, uh, so bad. By the way, Justice Alito, I've met him a few times. I know people that worked with him when he was a lawyer. He is one of the most classy people you ever. A total gentleman. Uh, he's above reproach, and for him to be made some kind of a political football was really disgraceful. Now those people demonstrating, if they're demonstrating in New York, New York law will not be affected at all. New York law would stay the way it is. Right. This doesn't change any local laws. It basically just says that there were no longer, as I read the opinion, no longer a federally guaranteed right to abortion, but uh, states can still restrict it. And, you know, they say how you know, a majority of, uh, of the country wants uh, Roe versus Wade. It's probably true that a small majority may say that uh, they uh, support the concept that abortion can be legal. But if you look carefully at the numbers, it's like I think 18, 19 percent say abortion should be wrong in all cases. But another 48 percent say that uh, the restrictions, that many of the restrictions should be allowed, including after a certain period, 15 yes. weeks, 20 weeks, uh, partial birth abortion, all of those. I so agree. this is something that really both does belong to be solved by the people's representatives in, in the state legislatures. When uh, Roe versus Wade was uh, uh, first passed, they uh, basically were saying, you know, the second trimester and all that. I mean, well, science has changed. We know more, a lot more than we did then. And uh, so I think it's important to have each state be like a laboratory. If they want to change it, have it debated, have it uh, voted on. And that's what democracy should be all about. I, I couldn't agree more because back then it was unheard of of a child in the second trimester being able to survive. And now we know that's the case. I did a story. I saw the baby. It, it weighed less than an iPhone and it and it survived and it thrived. So, yes, science has changed and now we know more. And I, I said uh, I've also been reading that a lot of places, most places in Europe, they ban abortions after 12 weeks. And so maybe we do need more regulations. That's how what I believe. I believe it's pro-life. I, I am pro-life. I am not pro-death. Yeah, I am pro-life also. I am pro-life. I mean, However, I think we're kind of going down, uh, you know, it's a little treacherous in my opinion. It's a little kind of a tre- I'm trepidatious about allowing the government to dictate what's going on with my womb on a molecular level. And I know we, we can argue when does life begin, this and that, whatever. But if it's... If it's not viable, I don't know. It's just, it's such an, it's not a black and white issue. And Roe v. Wade. No, is Governor, yeah. I was going to say Governor Cuomo, you know, the abortion law that he signed actually allows abortion after the baby is born. I know. I know. After, I, I mean, know. so that's, they that, literally, that to me, to be, fantasize. That's, I agree. It's murder. And they literally, I mean, can I say this on the radio? They, they suck the brains out of the kid's head. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. They spike it in the back of the head. I mean, this is that that should be outlawed. And and you know what's sad? Governor Cuomo. I don't know if you heard John's show last night, Governor, but Curtis broke the news here that 100 percent. He says Governor Cuomo is running again. 
He's running on independent. He's got the petitions printed out. And as soon as this political article came out last night, he he was once again patting himself on the back saying, see, I told you the, they were the right was crazy. I told you the Trump crazies were going to come after your reproductive rights because you guys are second class citizens. So I told you I love women. And I mean, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, and he's like, that's why I made sure to pass the Reproductive Health Act in 2018 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how are you proud of yourself that you are guaranteeing that women can kill their kids? Because I agree with you. It is infanticide. Yeah, I mean, certainly he, listen, I'm, I'm pro-life in almost all cases. Having said that, in a democratic society, uh, to me, this belongs in the state legislatures to decide. I, I would be voting very strongly pro-life. But on the other hand, to say that the Supreme Court, one decision made in 1972 to be binding forever – when it was based on a science that's changed. I mean, it's not, uh, and, and to me, uh, as we've learned, is, uh, that to me, the court should be the, the last body to get involved in this. Uh, this at the time, this was going through different state legislatures. They were passing different types of laws, and then the Supreme Court got involved, and it took it away from the people. These people who want to be heard, what's well, the Supreme Court is saying? The people will be heard now. This will go back to the states, and it will be debated, it will be discussed, on, and, and, we, and it will be voted on. But in the meantime, no one uh, in a state that allows abortion is going to lose any of their rights. I think it's unfortunate, but that's the reality that here in New York, anyone who's getting an abortion tomorrow can get an abortion the day after this decision is announced. Right. I, I mean, that's that's the that's the bottom line. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this was released now because they wanted to make sure they wanted whoever did this. They wanted to influence those midterm elections. That's what I truly believe. I think this is some sort of a social justice warrior that thought he or she was doing the right thing in the name of justice. And also, just like we saw with George Floyd, it's interesting that within hours of a development like this, they're out in the streets. How do you mobilize people like that? I've been in politics a long time. It's very difficult on the spur of the moment to get 1,000 people out or 500 people out or 200 people out on a street corner demonstrating in a matter of moments. So it's almost as if they were ready for something like this and they were primed and ready to go. There's this underground that's there and they're available on almost a moment's notice. It's it's really scary. I couldn't agree more. Congressman King, thank you so much for your your wisdom and your impartiality because I I feel the same way you do, that I can look at things from a personal view and how I feel in my heart of hearts and what I believe However, I try to be practical about it and, and realize that not everybody believes in what I believe. Uh, but I think most Americans do believe that, you know, killing a child once it's viable is murder. And maybe and maybe this maybe in a way this is a good thing that this happens so we can have this conversation again, because I can agree more. Something that was declared, you know, legal and so, so-called safe back in the early 1970s needs right. to be revisited again and, and debated and talked about. And maybe we and can save some lives. As, as, as a lawyer, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that there was really no constitutional basis for Roe versus Wade. It was really a legislative decision made by judges. And it should, again, there was really nothing in the Constitution, not just about abortion, but even about privacy. That somehow each person has a sense of privacy that can send to abortion. Privacy usually means, you know, uh, your property, who can break into your house and everything else. To extend that to abortion was really. Uh, what they were doing was legislating, and that should be left to the legislatures, not to the courts. Well, thank you so much, Congressman King. I look forward to having you in studio again. Thank you so much, sir. I'll be in tomorrow. You got me tomorrow in the studio. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. 
So we gotta we gotta wrap it up. Let's go to Robert from Oceanside real quick, and then we gotta go to our break again. This is Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Hey, Lydia, how are you? Good I'm, to hear from you again. I, I agree with everything you say. You know, um, I um, I you know I was I was going through my uh, Instagram, and I, I came across a famous president, a great president named Ronald Reagan, and um, he had a great quote. He said, "America will never be taken from an outside force. It always." We would be taken from within. And this is the time that, you know, you could see that, that everything he said was true, just like uh, number 45 said everything was true, you know, about him. You know, we need to start um, laying it back into them. You know what I mean? I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Robert. And uh, we got to stand up for what's right because there is no rest for the for the wicked. But you know what? We've got God on our side. We've got the right on our side. And we got the facts and the truth on our side. Keep it right here. The Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. 1-800-848-9222. I got one line open. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly. 